Hello and welcome to Top Tech Tools, the show where I introduce you to a business tool and give you my top three tips. I am your host, I wear my sunglasses at night, Charles White. Today, I'll be covering what you need to do before creating a new Slack workspace. So what is it? Slack is the collaboration hub for your entire business. There are channels where open discussion takes place, integrations from third-party services, video chat, screen sharing, voice calls, GIFs, and most importantly, the place where you find out someone is ordering delivery for lunch at the office. It's the one application where you can centralize all information that gets fed into your business. I've been using Slack since 2014, and since then I've seen it evolve from a simple communication app for teams to a powerful tool where you can feed new sources into, work with third-party data from CRMs or project management tools, and create a database of all knowledge about your business. If you're still relying on email to communicate daily with your teams, I highly suggest that you consider looking into Slack as a replacement for internal communication and streamlined daily workflows. Okay, so I could go on forever about how amazing Slack is, but I need to get on to my top three tips on what you need to do before starting a new Slack workspace. Tip number one. Decide who needs to be there. This is the who of your team. So the first thing that you need to do is you need to list all of your full-time, your part-time, and your contractors that you work with and think about whether or not you actually want to have clients involved. Now, Slack is really great for internal employees, but it is hard for external people that you want to be included because there is a learning curve for each new workspace. It's possible for clients to be successful in using Slack with your business, but I would not uh, suggest this for every single business because there's just some difficulties that gets uh, a little bit more complicated when you add in trying to change clients' behavior and everybody knows how difficult that can be. So not only can you include people that are in your org chart, but those that you communicate with constantly. Um, if you do decide to include contractors or clients, make sure that you are prepared to invest some time to train them on how to use it as well. Some clients will never even want to be regulated to those kinds of platforms. Uh, they'll, they'll never want to change from the mode that they're most interested in interacting with you, whether that's be a phone call or a text message or the standard email. So make sure that their adoption will have a high rate of success. And only you can be a judge of that based on what you know about your own clients. So depending upon who's invited, this will determine how you set up your workspace's privacy, your notifications, and the next step. Tip number two is decide what subjects will be discussed and who needs to be involved in those topics. This is the who is talking about what. One fundamental shift in using Slack is understanding how messages are sent. In email, everyone has their individual way of organizing messages and the folders that they are indexed in. In Slack, you define the way messages should be organized before they are sent. That means that the sender decides where the message goes before sending the message. Think of it like sending not to a message or even a, a person or a group of people, but instead you're sending that message based on the topic being discussed and the appropriate people are automatically notified. These areas are called channels. 
This means that you can ask a question and whoever is available that knows the answer can respond. The sender doesn't have to know who to send it to or even if they could respond in a, a timely manner. This also means that anybody in that channel can participate in relevant subject matter discussions. Most companies get this step wrong. They don't set up the appropriate channels or they, if they do, they don't enforce them. And this leads to people using it like email again, only selecting a group of people who they think the message should be intended for. If it's confidential information, that's understandable, but most communication that happens inside a business doesn't need to be protected from the rest of the employees. This takes away the power of Slack's channels and the open structure that having a public, relevant, and searchable discussion database can give your business. So take some time and have each department review the emails that they have gotten over the last few months. This will show you who's communicating with each other and the reoccurring topics. It's okay if it's not a complete list when you start, you can always add in another channel anytime that you find a need. This process will take a while, but if you dedicate time, it will pay off. Tip number three, list all tools your team uses. This is going to be Google Drive, Dropbox, or Overdrive, anything of your storage system. This is gonna be your CRM your calendars, tools that you use for scheduling, your front desk check-in, bug checking software, analytics, finance tools, project management tools, prototyping tools, anything your HR uses, marketing, any other communication apps you might have, as well as internal and external survey software that you use. Slack has a vibrant marketplace for integrations. Some only are accessible through their interface. The great thing about Slack is that not only in the way that it organizes communication from person to person, but in the way that it collects data from all of those apps and allows you to take action on it. For instance, you can add a task to your project management app without even having to ever leave Slack. So how much is this? Right now, um, they have a free option, unlimited users, 10 integration, and 10,000 searchable messages. Now those searchable messages are when you go into their search area, you will only be able to go back and recover the last 10,000 messages that you have sent. That's within DMs, that's within all of your channels, that's within single word messages, that's 10,000 messages. And um, if you have a large team, those get used up pretty quickly. Um, if you want to go up to the next level up, the paid version, a first tier paid version is called Standard. It's $6.67 per active user, which I'll talk about here in a second. And it is per month if it's billed annually or $8 billed monthly. And this is per user. So what is an active user? That is a count that is actually automatically generated by Slack based off of logins and message activity for each individual user. So you don't have to keep track of who is actually having access to Slack. If they still have access to that and are using it actively, then you'll be paying for it. If not, and they're not using it at all, you don't pay for that user. The next level up is $12.50 per active user per month if billed annually, or $15 if billed monthly. And this adds a lot of other useful features for bigger teams that have an IT admin department. 
And the uh, I forget to mention in the standard one, what you really get with that is unlimited integrations, unlimited searchable messages, and a few other administrative tools. That next level up adds a whole bunch of extra tools for the IT department that's really going to help them manage large numbers of users. And that's it for this episode. Thanks so much for listening. To get the detailed tip sheet that breaks down each tip into actionable steps, check out the link in the show notes. If you want me to cover something, let me know. You can reach out to me on Twitter at Charles Off White, at Facebook at facebook.com slash Charles Off White, or on my website, charleswhiteservices.com. Come back next time for more top tips on the tools you use. Talk to you again soon.